from Pentecost to the Feast of the Apostles. That's how long I've been gone. And you know you've been a long, gone a long time when you come into the church and someone you've never seen has welcomed you to St. Philothea <laughs> because they've been here four Sundays in a row. And I have to compliment our greeters. You've done a good job. He was very friendly. So in this journey of time, I went on a geographical journey, and the connection is not wasted on me, because I went to Rome, to the catacombs, to Corinth, to Athens, to Thessaloniki, and then I came over to a conference at Yale for a week, and to the clergy laity, and I could see and experience the faith of the apostles as it passed through time, through generation, through geographical location, changing and transforming everything it touched. It began when we went to Rome. We were having dinner our first night in Rome, and our guide said, you know, Mary Maggiore is not far from here. If you hurry, you might get there. I think they close at 9.30. So four of us went off running up to Mary Maggiore, about five blocks away. And as we come around the corner and we're going up, we see standards up and police cars and all kinds of people. And as we turn the corner, I see the Pope coming in from a Eucharistic profession, procession from St. Dominicus to Mary Marjorie. And Christine says, boy, look at that, the Pope's here. And I said, he lives here said, oh yeah, we're in Rome. So it was quite a blessing to be in that space. Well, the next day we toured the Colosseum. We saw where Christians were sacrificed and the people were murdered for the entertainment of the people. And then we got in line to go to the Vatican and someone out of the corner of my eye runs up and hugs me. And it was Ashley and Chuck who I'd married a week before, were in the Vatican in line at the same time. Small miracles. And then we got to go in and see the Sistine Chapel. They had about 1,500 of us in there at once. And absolute silence, no photographs. And we just looked and we marveled at the work of Michelangelo. So, then after that, we went out to St. Peter's Square. We got to see St. Peter's Basilica. We got to see the enormity, what was an absolute gigantic church. And what it said was, there is power here. There is organization. There is administration to accomplish something so magnificent. Well, the next day we went out and we took a I took a bus out to the catacombs to see where it all began. And we went down, down, down into these caves that had been chiseled out of stone, ash stone. And we came across a little tiny tomb with an icon in it. And my heart soared back to the roots. These were the people who had sacrificed themselves when Christianity was not popular, it wasn't the state religion, it was a persecuted religion. 
And from there we went over uh, to Greece. We went to Corinth where, where we saw uh, Paul trying to straighten out these Corinthians. And we see in his passages about church discipline. How to handle the church so that it becomes healthy. And it was a great lesson to hear as we were in the place that St. Paul preached to the Corinthians. The next day we went up to Athens and of course Mars Hill where Paul preached to the Athenians on the Areopagus and in the evening we took a bus out to St. Philothea to meet our namesake. And that was a very special journey, a very special trip. We got to meet Father Anthony who I really looked up to. He played six years professional basketball. He was a very, very tall man, but a very lovely and articulate man, and he introduced us to Father Vasilios and Father Dionysios, and they took us to the place, the cave, where the nuns would escape when they were threatened, and they'd go in underground to an underground chapel. And there we gained a new appreciation of the life of our patroness, St. Philothea. Apparently she owned property all the way from Athens to Cape Sunio. And she had established not one monastery, but ten monasteries in Athens. And there were times when she was uh, so far extended she couldn't pay her bills. She couldn't feed the nuns. And God did not let her suffer. He brought her people that could fund her. Um, and I, and we, we see that she was kind of, a, she was the first to bring women out of the sex trade and train them and get them reintegrated into society. That speaks volumes to us in this day and age. What are we doing? This was one woman, and as I described her, a woman of steadfast character whom you would not want to cross. <laughs> I was impressed. I venerated her relics the next day with a new appreciation for the boldness and the faith of our patron saint. The next day, well, we went to Santorini where they have 400 churches. It's an absolutely beautiful island. 400 churches and 18 priests. That's uh, quite a number of churches to priest ratio. Uh, they, they, each chapel gets to celebrate its name day once every few years when the priest is able to come and celebrate. But from there, Presbyter and I went up to uh, Thessaloniki to spend time with Stephanos, who was in the middle of his final exams studying church history, theology, dogmatics, canon law, and sociology of faith. How do we live it in this day and age? So this whole trip was really wrapped up in the life from Pentecost to the early church to the 21st century. We did celebrate the next day with Father Spiridon, Father Ioannis, and Father Yosif in a 4th century church that has been celebrating the Divine Liturgy continuously for 1,500-1,600 years. The uh, Father Spiridon's favorite part of the whole church is in between the two stoas on the side of the main aisle 
there's a little raised piece of marble separating the two. And in a portion, there's a worn down groove where people have been passing back and forth for 15 centuries, slowly wearing away the marble. So it was a very beautiful trip to see the faith as it began, as it influenced history, as it's been passed down to us today. Then we crossed the Atlantic and we came to Yale where we encountered the Reformation. And I'll continue that story and our uh, clergy lady assembly after the liturgy. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.